Welcome to the Thought Boss Podcast. This is your host, Nicole. I'm here to show you that all the help you need is already inside of you and that you're far more powerful than you give yourself credit for. I'm glad you're here. Now let's turn you into a Thought Boss. Season 2, Episode 10, Every Personal Question You've Ever Wanted to Know About Me. Okay, just kidding. I'm not telling you every personal question, but I wanted to do a podcast like this because the other day I was looking at a coach online. Um, I was really interested in kind of her tagline, what she coaches on. Um, but as I tried to, like I was stalking this girl and I, I was not finding very much personal information. I wasn't finding like stuff that was going to tell me about who she was. And I really just wanted to know who she was. I think because when we know people, then it just opens us up to like being able to trust them. And if we are going to buy something from somebody, I really want to know that I can trust them. So I wanted to, I just thought, you know what? I want to make sure my audience knows me, even though I'm super open and vulnerable on Instagram. Sometimes it's just for 24 hours and I don't save all the personal stuff. You know, if I'm like having a bad day, a lot of times I'll post about it on Instagram. If I'm having struggles in my marriage or with my kids, like I'll post about it. Um, but it's not always on there for you to be able to find. So I wanted to put a permanent thing on the interwebs, <laughs> um, just letting you get to know me. So all my clients, they I get to know them so well that they feel like they're my best friend and I'm their best friend and I... Um, just know everything about them and they just really grow to love me probably because I'm a really good listener and I'm helping them. Um, and I really grow to love them because I love helping them and I love hearing all the personal things about them. Sometimes we think if we let somebody hear personal stories about us or our innermost thoughts that they won't like us anymore. In fact, most of the time I think that we think that, which is why we don't always show up as our real and honest selves. And it makes it harder for people to get to know us. And I just want you to know that whether somebody loves you or not is not dependent on you. Whether somebody loves you or not is always dependent on that person and their capacity to love. There's like some people that are totally annoyed with you and there's some people that are really obsessed with you. And that's not because you're a different person around those two people. It's because they have some thoughts about you and they picked those thoughts. It doesn't mean that they're the truth. What it probably means is that when somebody's judging you, they're feeling triggered. They're feeling like there's something about themselves that is not okay, that's not right, that they're doing wrong. Um, And they just see that in you and so they're judging themselves and that just feels awful so they naturally just don't like you. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, I'm not worried about any of you not liking me. I know if you're probably listening to this podcast, you probably already like me. And if you don't, that's totally fine. You are at liberty to feel however you want about me. And it's none of my business. So here we go. I've got a bunch of questions um, already arranged from people on Instagram. I um, have collected them. The last few days I've been collecting questions from people just asking what they want to know. So I'm just going to start with that. And the first one is kind of a fun one. The first question is, what are my hobbies? And normally I would say my hobbies are like business. Like I like, (laughs) I like working and that is true. But also sometimes my brain gets so 
overwhelmed that I have to do something that is not work and like access this other part of my brain that's like relaxing. So when I'm not working, what I like to do is I like to cook. I really like to make really yummy food and um, buy all the like special ingredients and like make something super, super yummy. My like bad habit that I actually don't think is a bad habit because I think it's worth it, but that I think people would probably be really shocked to know how much I spend on groceries every month. And like it's in the thousands, like a lot of money on groceries every month. I do have four kids too. So like naturally, like we spend a lot of money on food, but also I just refuse to eat crappy food. So (laughs) I'm really fighting the urge not to delete that. But just so you know, like I spare no expense on food because it just really makes me happy to eat good food. I think part of it is that growing up, um, my parents did not have money for food. And I had such negative emotions around food and probably still have to work through some of those because maybe I've gone like off the other deep end. But I just remember feeling guilty for like eating a peanut butter sandwich. And I hate that. I hate that I ever had to feel that as a kid. Um, But I also have a lot of compassion for my parents who really did do their best. I was their best and it was enough for me. It kept me alive and I also knew that I was loved. And it's okay that we didn't, that that I wasn't raised for my whole childhood with them. Um, They gave me so many gifts when I was a kid that I just, I don't, I don't complain at all about who they were, what they did or what they didn't do. I just have a lot of love for them. And it's the same for my adopted parents. Everything that they did was exactly what I needed. But also with them, we never ate out, mostly probably because we were in a small town. But I think we just didn't a lot, a lot of money for eating out. And my mom was a stay-at-home mom, which was really beneficial to me and my little brother and little sister. Um, but I think sometimes that just requires some sacrifices. And for them, it did. And we just, yeah, we didn't eat awful Um, and my mom actually would have us experiment with food sometimes, which is probably where my love for like trying new recipes come from, comes from, because I did learn to like, uh, read a recipe and use measurements. And I just appreciate what she did. Um, and we ate creatively sometimes and that ended up being really fun. So it was exactly what I needed. Um, and also when I grew up, I was like, oh, this is so fun to make recipes. Like, I'm just going to make sure that I always have like more than enough food. And I think that is like a scarcity safety thing, but also it feels like a gift to myself to go grocery shopping and buy all the things that I desire and don't waste food. Um, I just buy the things that I want and I think that this really ties into the principle of giving yourself the love that you're craving from others because I love to ask myself what do you want to eat what sounds good to you like it makes me cry kind of makes me emotional like just taking care of myself in a way that I wish somebody else would take care of me not that other people don't but anytime that I need to 
I can address my needs and my wants. They, I never have to wait for somebody else to take care of me or to, to guess what I want or to ask me what I want because that's not always going to happen. So it's such a sacred moment to ask myself, what do you want? And I love it. Um, so cooking is one of my hobbies. I also play the piano and I love to do that to clear my mind. It feels so good to like use this part of my brain um, that plays the piano. I love piano music. I love gentle, soft music. I am not a big like rap or hip hop person at all. I just don't, it just doesn't vibe with my soul. And that's totally fine if you are, but I do not love that kind of music. And I would honestly rather listen to like classical music or like anything with acoustic guitar and like some really good like electric guitar like John Mayer um, another person I really like is Ray LaMontagne like kind of music like that this kind of like I want music to feed my soul and sometimes it's nice to like jump around to a really good song but usually it's not rap or hip-hop so love playing the piano love listening to music um, sometimes I have to remind myself that like, oh yeah, music makes you feel so good. You should go play or listen to some. I also really like to read. It's been a long time since I've read a fiction book, but I enjoy nonfiction books. I listen to Audible. That kind of like goes into the work area of my life though sometimes because I'm always thinking about coaching and our brains and sometimes I sneakily will pretend that I'm relaxing when I'm actually listening to an audiobook, like in the bathtub or in the shower or like on the way to picking up my kids. It's just kind of multitasking and I, but I really enjoy learning and reading and listening. Um, let's see another hobby. Oh, I love to go for drives. I love to walk. I don't do it very often, but I love being in nature. I love trees. I love flowers, I love plants, I love being outside. And we live in Southern Utah, so it is beautiful here and hikes are so easy to find. They're like right in our backyard and it's amazing. So I would say that those are the hobbies that come to mind first and yeah, that's really fun. All right, another question. Oh, kind of on the same wavelength is what do I listen to like audiobooks or do I read hard copies? And then podcasts that I like to listen to. Um, I both audiobooks and hard copies, but I prefer to read um, like in hand books just because I'm a very visual person. Like anytime my husband and I are like studying together, I'm always the one who wants to read and he always wants to listen, which is perfect um, because I just have to see the words. I'm very much a word person, I like to know the spelling. And my brain can remember like which part of the page I was reading something on. And it's a lot harder to remember things when I'm just listening to them and place them. Sometimes I'll try to remember like what I was doing when I was listening to it. So I have kind of this like visual cue, like, oh, I remember I was like, I was walking right past this tree or I was like cleaning this dish or like wiping off the stove or something. And that will help me like really remember what I was learning, but it really helps to just have it right in front of me. As far as podcasts that I listen to, most of them are business podcasts. <laughs> um, some of my absolute favorite ones, Joyful Marketing with Simone Soul. She is the coolest Asian woman 
successful business just person, just human. She's just the coolest human. She is like so spiritual, so woo, but also like so smart. Like I just really respect her, really respect her opinion and I trust um, her. But also what's really cool about her podcast is I feel like she has helped me to trust me. Like there's no right or wrong way to think and she just really leaves it open for like this is what I think and what do you think and just really honors the ability in everybody to make up their own mind about things and I think that that is a beautiful gift. I also listened to another one of my coaches podcasts. Oh by the way I have a couple of coaches. Simone Soul is one of my coaches. She's my marketing coach and also Stacy Bayman is um, my uh, business coach. So I know those are kind of related, but she's solely my business coach. I'm in um, a mastermind with her. It has paid her a lot of money to help me. And it has like, I've the, and it's an investment. It's like the best investment I have ever, ever made is totally skyrocketed my growth and really just uncovered what I already was capable of and like required me to step up. And I think that part is really helpful um, because I used to feel this weird thing about like charging people money. And now I just see it as such a gift. Like every time that I ask you to pay me money, it is a gift to you because it requires you to like, put your money where your mouth is like, like actually make a real decision. It's easy to say that you've made a decision in your mind, like, Oh yeah, I'm going to do this. But when you put money behind it, you're putting energy behind it. And so a lot of money is a lot of energy and where your money goes, your energy flows. So paying a coach a lot of money is the best way to up level. As long as you feel like the value is worth what you're paying. It has to be somewhere in the realm of possibility. Like I would never ask somebody who like doesn't eat, like they live in a third world country to pay thousands of dollars to me to coach them. I would never do that because that wouldn't be in integrity with like who they are and what they have. But also I feel really good about the free content that I put out, such as my podcast, the things that I put on Instagram, like just those things alone will change your life. And so I don't ever feel bad about like charging some people and, and not charging for other content because I am always giving to the world and some people just want more. And I think if they have the money available to them and they want it, then that's the perfect opportunity. That's kind of the universe saying like, yes, I have provided this opportunity for you to up level in this specific way. So go hire this coach. Anyway, those are the podcasts I listen to. Um, and I love Stacey Bayman because I, I know I've said this before on Instagram, but it's good to have it just on a, in a permanent place on the podcast. Um, to have a business coach who is in complete integrity is, it's the most crucial thing to me. I have never liked sales because of the thought behind it, which is that snail, sales are slimy. Sales is trying to get somebody to do what they don't want to do. And Stacy's approach to sales is the most beautiful and like inspiring thing because it's always about what will serve 
the client. And if somebody is not a good fit and you're not able to give them what they're asking for, you're absolutely like not allowed to you know hire them as a client or have them pay you. It is always, always, always about giving the client results first and like before they pay you and after they pay you and blowing their minds over delivering and she teaches us how to do that. And so I feel so integrity with my price because I know you're getting so much more and it's gonna change the whole rest of your life. Um, if you make this small investment, then the return is just so big. And everything she does is with that mindset. And so I trust her as a business coach 100%. I will follow her anywhere, like my business. I just, I completely trust her and I wanna go where she's going. And I know that she would never um, do anything to put like me last to the, just make more money, just in the name of just making more sales. That has never been who she is. And so I am very attached to my business coach. I know there are probably other awesome business coaches out there, um, but I, I, I want to be like her. It feels so good to just be in service all the time. So. Next question is about my motherhood and just general, like how many kids do you have and do you stay home with them? So I have four kids and I am home when they are home, which is amazing. And also sometimes I'm working when they're home, which is occasionally hard because of the mom guilt, because sometimes they'll say, you're always on a call. But when I coach myself, I'm like, I know that that's not true. And if I wasn't, if I didn't have this specific business, like there's something else that I would be doing. I have been trying to start businesses, sometimes failing, sometimes succeeding ever since I was pregnant with my second son, like forever. I've always been an entrepreneur. And so I know that it's my gift and my talent to coach. So this is a thing that I'm supposed to share with the world. And I would never expect my children to, when they grow up, um, be expected to just be at their kids knees all the time with what do you need? What do you need? And I'm here. I'm here. I'm here um, But I really want to inspire them to be able to be their own human and to know that they were not sent here to especially the girls. This is the thing guys. I feel like men are just so free to like, you know, they're just encouraged Oh, of course you're gonna grow up and you're gonna have a career and you're gonna have a family and like there's no interference there. Like there's no problem with you having a career and spending most of your time at work and having a family. Like everybody just assumes like dad's gonna see the kids for an hour or two a day and maybe come to their games and maybe not, but he's being a good dad if he goes to work. And I know things are shifting, but for a mom, we have these like really unrealistic expectations of moms that we are supposed to be like out and contributing members of the world and like these feminists like pushing the agenda of like women power all the time and also at the same time be with their kids 24 7 and be like the perfect mom and completely attentive never on their phone never distracted just totally present we just i i feel like this is we get really judgmental about things that moms and dads do and i just want us to look at it and just ask like is it really true that we have such designated roles? And are my gifts 
like what they need to be for what I have decided to do with my life. So you may have decided you don't want any children and that's totally fine. I also want you to know, like my word for the year is and. The reason I picked the word and is because my brain always wants to tell me I can have one thing or the other. I can be happy or I can be successful. <laughs> I can be a good mom or I can be a good coach. I can really like have like good rest and a balanced life or I can be like really rich and successful. And I just was really tired of my brain telling me I was only allowed to have one or the other of things because I know other women who have both. They have all the time that they want with their kids and they have the biggest, most successful, thriving business as they want. There, there doesn't, like who decided that there has to be some kind of sacrifice there? Who decided? I know it might seem logical, but I just want to offer that maybe that thought is only there because that's how you were raised. If that thought is not there, it's probably because that thought is not how you were raised. That thought wasn't ever offered to you. If you're like, yeah, of course women have careers, totally normal. Sorry, that was my daughter. <laughs> she was looking for something and I had to help her with it. Um, anyway, I just want to offer you that maybe your thoughts about what moms and dads are supposed to do or what men and women are supposed to do could change that maybe every man and every woman um, is not supposed to do the exact same thing. And maybe we were sent here to this earth with gifts and talents that allow us to um, fulfill a really specific mission to who we are. I really believe that I was always meant to be a coach. I believe it in my bones. And I don't think that that ever came with a caveat that, oh, sorry, you can't be a good mom also because I am, I'm the best mom. <laughs> I love my kids and I get to spend all the time that I want to with them and I have an amazing business and I'm always gonna choose to believe that and I know that as I choose to believe that, that's exactly what I'm going to create because our thoughts are the things that shape our reality. That's what creates our reality. So I just, I choose to have that thought. I can have it all and guess what, I do <laughs> and it's amazing, all right. If you're feeling triggered by that, I want you to know it's okay. I used to feel differently about this. I'll probably have different thoughts and opinions about it later, but just take it in as food for thought. Just know that it's okay. It's safe to change your mind about things. It's safe to ask questions. It doesn't mean anything about you. You're not doing a bad job. You're not letting God down by asking, is it okay if I work? Is it okay if I stay home with my kids? Is it okay if I want a career? Is it okay if I want money? I know we get really nervous about that. We get worried about our souls. And I just want you to know that the, I feel like, and this is just one human's opinion, but I feel like the only way that you can really go wrong is when your desire feels bad to you when it actually is greedy, when it's about hurting people, when it's about like getting from a place of not having. I already have everything that I want and I know my business is growing. Like it doesn't have to grow in order for me to feel good about myself. All right, that could be like a whole other podcast. Okay, um, let's see, another question. Oh, about my marriage. Um, have we ever been to therapy? 
And then, oh, this is a separate question. Have we ever, ever, no. So my husband and I have never been to therapy, but we have self therapied. (laughs) There have definitely been times in my marriage where I was like, uh, this is not fun. Like at all. I am not sure that I, that I want this. And I think that that thought never really crossed my husband's mind. Like he's just always decided like I'm here for good. And I think the only reason it crossed my mind is because there are lots of other situations in my life where I have just chosen to escape instead of doing the hard work, instead of being uncomfortable. For instance, when I was in high school, uh, I was like a smart kid. Like I, I could, I was a good student and I was good at tests and I could memorize things and I was just, I was good at schoolwork. Um, and so my sophomore year came and went, my boyfriend broke up with me that I was very, very in love with. And I was like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. I literally quit school and got my GED. And then I went to school to college, um, a year early. I worked for a year and then I went to college early and part of me regrets that because I think there was some growth that I probably needed um, in learning how to be dumped and still love myself. But that actually didn't come till a lot later. Like I'm talking like a few years ago, like in my late 20s. So I don't know that I would have learned it then. Um, but I, I am glad though. This is the other interesting thing is it always works out exactly how it's supposed to because when I went to school a year early, um, I met my best friend, Whitney, and she is mutual friends with my husband. So that's how I met my current husband. (laughs) Anyway, um, I have been known for just being like, no, I don't like this. And I quit. And part of me likes that quality of me. Like, like I refuse to eat food that is not good. I just, I'm, I'm okay with being picky. If I'm not enjoying something, I'm like, no, I don't have to do this. I'm going. <laughs> and I love that part of me that's willing to stand up for myself. And also like I could see how it would be problematic to just run away from everything, right? So my work has been to let uncomfortable emotions be there and not have it be a problem. So in my marriage, that has looked like going from a place where I always, I would freak out if my husband was upset with me and I thought, oh no, it's over and I have to make sure that he loves me and I have to like fix this right away and this is tragic, just like for a little argument, you know, a time when we were just disagreeing. And then now I'm at the point where like, oh, it's fine if he's mad. It really means nothing about me. I'm just going to let him cool down and then we can talk about it. It's not a big deal. And also I know like I would be totally fine without him, but I want to be here. So it's been this interesting development because I genuinely love my husband and I want to be with him forever. And also like, I know that I don't really need him. Like not in, not in a bad way. Like, like I love him. I appreciate him. Like he is such an important part of my life and I would surely be devastated um, if we divorced or lost each other. Um, but I used to need him in a really unhealthy way 
where having him meant that I was lovable and him loving me meant that I was okay and I was valuable. And I don't need him for that anymore. I don't. And that feels so good because I'm unattached to how he feels. I I feel attached to him just because I love him. I love having him in my life. But it doesn't mean anything about me when he's upset or he does something I don't like or he doesn't understand me or he doesn't get me. And that I feel like is a really healthy place to be. And we're, it's just getting better. Like I feel like I'm improving and changing all the time. And I think it bleeds out to all the other areas of my life. And my marriage is such an important and big part of my life that I feel like it really impacts my marriage when I'm, when I'm improving, when I'm doing really good. My husband and I are obsessed with each other. I get excited when he calls. <laughs> I love seeing his name on my text messages or my phone and that's really fun. When he gets home, I always go over him and give him a big kiss and a big hug and this it feels amazing to be with him. And there are definitely parts that I'm like, seriously, why? And I wish he would be different. And I wish he would do different things. But he is such a good guy and I've just decided like my marriage gets to be what I want it to be. And I think it's amazing. So it is. All right, next question. Let's see what it says. Um, did I have any, do I have any addictions or have I? And if so, what was it? I, I'm trying to think. I've never had like a, what, other people would say is an unhealthy addiction, but I think we all have attachments to habits. Um, and sometimes those habits are not good for us. So what I mean is like your brain doesn't like to create a new day every time that it wakes up. Your brain likes to do something that feels really comfortable. And so it's going to do the same things. It's going to wake up, look at your phone, go take a shower, get dressed, do your makeup, do your hair in the same way. And those things make us feel comfortable. It doesn't mean that they're good for us though. Um, so I've never had you know, a, cigar- a nicotine addiction or an alcohol addiction, um, but one of my coaches um, calls addictions buffers. And essentially what that is, is like something you put between you and a really uncomfortable feeling. And that's all the addictions are. I think I have another podcast episode on that. It's probably one of the early ones. So it was a couple years ago and it's going to be really good. I definitely have some more insight on it now that it's been a couple years. But anyway, a buffer is something that you feel like you have to put between you and an uncomfortable emotion. So we don't actually like to feel our uncomfortable emotions. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. We don't like to feel depressed or lonely or rejected or judged or stressed or anxious. And so we are really good at finding things that distract us from those feelings instead of actually feeling them. So anytime I need a distraction, um, my brain wants to pick up my phone for sure. Um, Sometimes it's like stupid games that I have downloaded and I always end up deleting them. Um, But I'll notice when my brain wants to go to my phone more than just like during breaks. Um, And I definitely feel like it goes there every time that I'm like uncomfortable 
and just out of habit, just because like that's the normal thing to do. You pick up your phone, you press Instagram, you start scrolling through. It's just a habit, um, but it's not really a habit that serves me all the time. So that's something I'm working on. Um, I think I'm pretty aware of the things I use to avoid my feelings and I'm always gaining more awareness. And sometimes I'm willing to do the hard work of feeling the feeling and sometimes I am just gonna go eat a cookie because it feels better. So, all right, I'm actually gonna end the podcast there. That's the last question I'm gonna answer. But if you have more questions for me, go and find me on Instagram. Tell me you want another podcast with more personal questions. I just thought it would be so fun to just have a real personal conversation. Obviously I couldn't help but throw in a ton of coaching things because that's just who I am now (laughs) and that's who I'll always be. So thanks for listening. I love you guys. Um, Come follow me on Instagram at thoughtbosscoaching and I will see you soon. Hey, it's me, Nicole. If you want to get behind the scenes of the one and only Thought Boss, that's me, come and stalk me on Instagram. I'm at thoughtbosscoaching. Or if you're ready to finally ditch imposter syndrome and anxiety and start changing the world like you know you were born to, your dreams are literally one phone call away. To sign up for a free consultation, just head to thoughtbosscoaching.com or find me on Instagram and send me a message. 